Welcome back to a special edition episode of the Good Looks Podcast. We've got two very special guests, two Josiah. Two good guys, two good guys. Who do we have in the building, Josiah? We got Marshall Heidkamp, Minnetonka alum, Def Smith, Olive's Pizzas alum. <laughs> two great guys, man, two great guys. Well, you're not an alum if you're still working there, right? So, pretty much a manager. True. All's Fresh, though, I like, uh, I like that play. All's Fresh Pizza Bar, uh, 287 Water Street, Shakes <laughs> House, Minnesota. Farmer's Market Pizza. It's real good. Best in the business. Yeah, it's a shameless plug. Shameless plug. Yeah, well, guys, Marshall Heitkamp, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well today. Doing well. You know, I, I only missed two classes, so okay, career high. Yeah. Good shit. All right, guys, well, we're excited to have him here. We're going we're gonna to get into some basketball. We're getting into some football. We're going to get into some, I don't know, rowdy topics. Duff Smith is in the building, Marshall Heitkamp. Let's go. And we're back. We got to start off with the news of the day, though. Isn't um, this something? This Isn't is something, something else. And I got some insider info that Josiah has just been waiting. I've been, I've been texting him. I've been begging him. I need to know what's going on with Jimmy G buckets. Yeah, Marshall, do you remember? You remember uh, Max Musselman? Yeah, of course I remember Max yeah, Musselman. That's that's my insider source. So this. All right. Shout out to Max Musselman. Yeah, shout out to Max. So we got a nice little info. But just to break it down for you, earlier today, Jimmy Butler returned to practice. And what went on there, Josiah Marshall? What do we got? Well, apparently he was just berating everybody in the building. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about players, coaches, everybody. He said, you can't win without me. To but the with, GM. To, with a lot less clean language, because, you know, I'm a clean yeah, guy. I know. But, uh, and uh, it was just something, you know. I, I can't say that I didn't expect it to happen. Yeah. But, you know, Marshall, what do you think about this? Well, I think that was probably a long time coming. Like, it wasn't going to be clean either yeah. way. You knew that. It's kind mm-hmm. of almost a surprise to me he's even back this early. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I kind of thought this would get drawn out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But um, I think we have more news from that, right? Yeah. So we, uh, well, he's coming out with a piece tonight on ESPN. <sighs> I'm going to love he's, that. He's uh, ending his silence, so he said. So that's a little terrifying. But, um, yeah, Max Musselman, so has, has this inf- insider information, conspiracy theory. All of this is a hoax. So this whole time, Jimmy and Tim's have kind of been working together. And Jimmy's, they're kind of, you know, they have all these BS trades that are falling through. They're only contacting the Rockets, the Heat. And so this has all been choreographed. And Jimmy's still been training. He comes to practice, kicks everybody's ass. And this is his way and their last-ditch attempt to motivate Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. He just bursts on the scene, blasts everybody, rips them to shreds. So... And pisses them off. So are we are we looking at a conspiracy theory or insider information? <laughs> it's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> okay. well, well, so it's not insider info. Based on insider info. Well, what's the insider info it's based on? Because Jimmy Jimmy or Tibbs knows Jimmy better better than anybody. Yeah, we everybody knows that. I knew that. Yeah. As so a this, Bulls fan, I knew that. But exactly. I mean it doesn't look like they like each other very much now. Or mm. at least Jimmy doesn't really like him. I mean, I, I could see how that, like, that actually makes a little bit of sense. Like, that would be a great tactic. Yeah. But that's almost, like, kind of like. I don't know if I buy I it, but I like the sound of it. I don't know. It makes it. It, it, it sounds it like sounds, You know dramatic. what it sounds like? It sounds like you're being a delusional Timberwolves fan. That's I just what it believe. sounds like. You know that's what, guys, what it sounds like. You know what I love? Anthony Tolliver. I love Taj Gibson. I love what? Carl. Anthony Tolliver. Who loves Anthony Tolliver? I like him. He's just going to pump threes. What do you threes. like about him? Uh, I like he's going to pump threes. He's a Taj, leader. Taj, I like. I like Taj. Yeah. Cornerstone. So you guys are buying all this that that he's that diabolical of a I'm not, genius? I'm not Tibbs? buying it. I mean, you're making him sound like a Game of Thrones character. I or, hate Tibbs. I, I, I mean, <laughs> Tibbs is definitely diabolical. It's a like, good he's going to make you play. He's going to make you play 48 minutes a night. You know, that's yeah. as, it's about as diabolical as it gets, but. Yeah. And then he's going to turn Jimmy loose on dude, social media. Dude, he almost <laughs> killed Luol Deng. I don't know if you guys remember that. He almost like, killed him. Luol Deng was <laughs> in the hospital. He lost, like, 19 pounds or yeah, something. Yeah. Like, if they, like, did visit him in the hospital, he'd, like, still just, like, angry with them about that. Maybe it's another conspiracy theory. Yeah. I think yeah. there were a lot of Hey, there were a lot of reports on that one. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see Jimmy back, though, because at the end of the day, we're better with Jimmy than without I, yeah, Jimmy. I think it was something like... They were ten and thirteen yeah. when he was when he was out, and which and they fell from the three seed to the eighth seed, almost to the like tenth seed, you know. And the thing is, like at the end, 
somebody's got to kick Wiggins' butt and yeah, Carl's butt. You got to throw them into the fire. They're lazy. They I don't. They, I, you don't see a lot of summer work from these guys. You don't see new moves. You don't see better shots. You mm-hmm. don't see any weight gain. You don't see any better conditioning. So I don't, yeah, yeah. That that's the thing. Like, I don't even care if you put on pounds. Yeah. At least be. Because like look at look at look at somebody like Laurie Marketing. He put on like fifteen pounds. Yeah. That guy's a rookie. Like he's only been in the, the league one year. Lonzo Ball. Didn't, like they really didn't have <laughs> they didn't really didn't have that great of a season. Not like the Timberwolves. Like I feel like that that playoff taste should have put some fire in their hearts. But you know what? It, Nothing. it didn't. No. It extinguished what little fire was there, which is just <laughs> ridiculous. What little fire they had left. Yeah, the, the pilot light yeah. at the bottom of the stove <laughs> yep. just got blown out. Oh yep. my goodness. But how do you think this is gonna affect their season? I don't know. What, what do you do? You have any thoughts? I, mean, I think there's too many unknowns to say how it's going <laughs> to yeah. affect him. I mean, yeah. Do you think that he's going to be like on the team next week? I'd say yes. I I don't think they they can move him. Is in he going to? Do you think he's going to play, or is he going to be like, you know, a healthy scratch? I think he's going to play. I think yeah. he's going to start. I think they should. I really think they should just hold on to him until February. So do I, and I think it's going to be the first time a guy starts at a home game and gets booed. <laughs> by his own it, fans. Would that be the first time? I, I don't know. There's got to be some. Oh, there's a. I mean, there's got to be a lot. Some, I mean, maybe not in the NBA. Yeah, but, but some yeah, angry but in New the York NBA, fans. I know that's what I'm thinking. Like, but like a single player, like not the team. You know what I mean? Like that's true. They're gonna introduce him in starting lineups, and I don't know if it's gonna be boos or or cheers. Roger Goodell. Roger. <laughs> yeah, Roger Goodell. Yeah. There you go. I don't know. I was also I wanted to ask um, Marshall. How is how's it go for basketball looking? This is your neck of the woods. This is where we are deaf. I'm at least right, very I'm, lacking. I'm actually pretty bullish on go for basketball. Okay. I think we're going to be a tournament Ooh, team. Oturo. Right. Is that his name? Oturo, yeah. yeah I monster. like the sound of this. He's monster. rejoined the team. He's practicing. I mean, he's been with the team, but uh, he's coming off shoulder uh, so- surgery. He sustained an injury in his senior year. Yeah. Uh, he's supposed to be a monster. I mean, he's a real, mm. like... How blue, big is this guy? I heard about him. 6'11", Holy roster size. We looks, need that. Yeah, and he I mean, he looks, like, physically, he's, he's got good weight on him. Like, he's strong. And I don't I think there's a lot of good there. Yeah. I don't think that he's the, the piece, though. I think it comes at, in at point guard. I, I don't know. Did you guys see this? Uh, Rick Pitino, Richard's dad, yeah. obviously. Classic guy, yeah. Real yeah. Uh, popular guy. Yeah. <laughs> He said that the, that he loved the Minnesota roster this year. His only question was point guard. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, it, the real question is if Jelly can take the next step. Yeah. I'd like to think he could. I yeah. mean, the, the raw skill is there for sure. Yep. Yeah. I um, I liked some things that he did last year, but he looked a little like, like he was in above his head. Like he was turning the ball over a lot, taking bad shots. But you can attribute that to just being young. Mm-hmm. And uh, just like kind of being afraid of the big stage, even though you would think that somebody like him would be used to the big stage. Yeah, you know, a little little tough dynamic with him, like playing with Nate Mason too, mm-hmm. who's yep. I mean, arguably the best go for point guard we've seen in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he's really that dynamic of a player. That's tough to come in as a true freshman. Yeah, and really kind of manage a game when really the best player on your team is playing the same position as you. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. I know. Yeah. Uh, and along those lines, I know somebody who works closely with the team. And I'm not going to disclose his name, but he was saying how Nate Mason might not have been the best leader for Isaiah Washington for mm-hmm. Jelly Fam. He just, you know, showing up to practice, not how you want to be. You know, come go, coming showing up from the night before, you can definitely tell like not a good leader in terms of a senior. Mm-hmm. That's not what you want to see, especially from a freshman. I think you kind of tell that with how Nate's body progressed through yeah. the time he was a freshman to the time he was a senior. He was looking like he was carrying. A little bit of bad weight, yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I think there's definitely some credit to that. Yeah. I don't know. The other go-for basketball thing I just wanted to talk about a little bit, nobody's talking about the grad transfer we got from Milwaukee. It's a two-guard. He uh, The last two years, he scored over 13 points per game. Mm. Sharpshooter, 40, yeah. 40% from three. 40? 40% from three, which is something we've missed dramatically in the last yeah. few years. Yeah. And we, we haven't had a true spot-up shooter since Blake Hoffarber. Yep. And oh. I mean, when you look at the good teams good in the times. tournament, they always have a good spot up shooter. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it's it's a good way to complete a roster. Yeah. Do you have who do you think is our biggest competition in the Big Ten this year? Big Ten this year, I mean, it's gonna be your your, your usual suspects. I mean, Purdue, Purdue should be good. Wisconsin's gonna be having a, ba- a bounce back year. Okay. Last year was they finished eighth in the Big Ten. Yep. And that was their first time in like. 
12 years that they didn't have a top four finish. Yeah. yeah. But they're also returning a lot of guys and getting some guys back from injury. Wisconsin's just a good, well-coached team, tough to beat. You know, that's yeah. regardless who they have, like shooting the ball, passing it around, mm-hmm. they're still well-coached, and that's tough to beat, and that's something we fall suspect to a little bit. How's Michigan State? Do you know if they're... You know, I haven't read into them too much. Okay. I, I know that they signed a five-star, but okay. obviously Bridges and Jackson are gone to the draft. So. Which is big. I mean, Jaron Jackson yeah. is a monster. You know, I'm a big fan of Jaron. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably the most underutilized player in college basketball that yeah. I saw last year. Yeah. I mean, you look what happened to Michigan State in the Big Ten tournament. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was playing under 25 minutes a game. And with that type of talent, I don't know how you can keep him on the bench. Yeah. I mean, he's really a threat. Gotcha. You know, I'd like to see uh, University of Illinois do some good things. You know, I'm always hoping. Always Basketball, hoping. football, wrestling, never baseball, fallen, something. Never fallen. <laughs> Lovey <laughs> Smith? Some, hey, Lovey <laughs> Smith. Love it. Should have never been fired from the Bears of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to say that's you know my, should, that's, yeah. that's not even a hot take. That's just like a. You know, he's the fourth highest paid coach in the Big Ten right now. Is he really? Lovey Smith is, yeah. Well, they probably he's just. making $5 million <laughs> a year. That they, is well, not bad. I mean, yeah. his PJ track make? record. PJ makes 3.5, and that's after a recent. Uh, <laughs> he just had a one year extension and restructuring of his contract. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when we signed when we signed him, we were at like 3.1. So, small uptick. But, but, I mean, okay. it makes sense, though, because of his pedigree. Like, he's a, he's a Super Bowl-playing-in coach. They didn't win, you know, because Peyton Manning. But, you know, he was there. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Killed I, the Peyton on. Manning. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, go Gophers. I, I really hope they have a fantastic year. This yeah, will be fun so. for us senior year. Yeah, we need some W's. Go to some great games. Belt. I want some... Nothing will make me happier than seeing him in the NCAA tournament, especially yeah. with the tournament being here, at least Final Ooh, Four being here in Minneapolis. This is history I'm not that bullish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we that. know that's a long shot. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping yeah, for like well, an eight or yeah. nine seed. Yeah. Yeah. Good step forward. Something. That'd be nice. Hopefully we don't get jinxed with the five seed again and play Middle Tennessee. Oh, oh. yeah, the best 12 seed ever. The 31-3 yeah. 12 <laughs> seed that should never have been there. Yeah. 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 I remember those stuff. guys. Yeah. Sad watching that game. Seriously sad. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, I don't know. Wrap this up. We got what? What's gonna happen? So Jimmy's gonna be on the team till February. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't see it happening else. And, and I, I. I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. I think. I don't think they're gonna. I think that Dallas got better. Yep. I think that Denver got better, and if Michael Porter Jr. plays. Let me tell you, like, who's not better than us with Jimmy Butler, the Denver Nuggets. Conversation for another day, though. What? Okay, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. My predict this is gonna be the hot take. I think the Wolves are gonna be the three of the four seed in the West. Jimmy Butler's gonna play the whole year. I think we're gonna start off winning like fifteen of our first eighteen games and we're gonna get a fully engaged team Man. for the first time. I'm that saying this because I want it to happen. I'm not saying this because I necessarily think heat. it's gonna happen. I'm melting. Is that contingent on it actually being a conspiracy theory? So <laughs> yes, that this was all a mastermind <laughs> about, plan the whole about, time. I it was insider Let's roll with that. It still it came from an insider. Okay, it, an right. insider had a conspiracy. My, uh, yeah. my hot NBA take: Dallas Mavericks six seed. That's not that hot. That's pretty hot. They, they were, what were they, like the 13th last year? That's warm. Yeah. That's, that's pretty hot. Da- it's warm. That's pretty hot. That's, that's warm. like a T I mean, that's not quite Matthews there yet. Weston Matthews doesn't have any Achilles. That's, that's pretty hot. All right. Well, I don't know. They got DeAndre Jordan. They got Doncic. The junior's a year older. I don't yeah. know. He can't do anything but score. You know? Yeah. Who's your, Marshall, who's your second favorite NBA team behind, obviously, the Timberwolves? Houston Rockets. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. Oh. You see that travel yesterday by James Harden? Oh, yesterday? Yeah. That must have been the first time that happened. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he's been known to dabble with that at all. No, my goodness. No, no electric score. Yeah. yeah. You love some James. I love oh. James Harden. I, I, I was uh, his 2012 U.S. So, uh, U, US Olympic. Olympic team. It's a famous jersey. jersey. That thing's yeah. been out for yeah, years. Yeah, that thing has been around. But, but he wears number 12 in that. You know, that's kind of cool. Everyone, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, like, what's up with that jersey? He wears 13. No, he doesn't. Like, Not on that team. Idiot. Yeah. Who's Michael Jordan? Michael like cultured. Yeah. Is he number eight? He was, was, Michael, he was nine. nine. He was nine? Jordan yeah. wore nine on the Dream Team. Yeah. yeah. We might have got an update here, actually, about Jimmy Butler. Oh, let's see what we got. Breaking news. Oh, no. <laughs> Breaking news, everyone. Teague posts a cryptic Instagram. Apparently, oh, Jeff Teague was no. saying stuff about the T-Wolves defense. Yeah, he was saying that, like, 
Basically, they're they're in the dark ages in terms oh. of like switching. He posted a pic. Oh my god, guys, they're back. The boys are back in what town. He, what did he post? This is good for Duff Smith. He loves the Timberwolves. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What did what did Jeff Teague post? Teague posts a picture of of him with Jimmy Butler on his Instagram. And what what did the caption say? The caption is sorry. We're about to wrap this up. It's just it's like a kind of squat up thing. Maybe I don't know. I, it's two hands, one finger pointing, and praying hands. Yeah, I have absolutely no clue what that means. I don't. I'm, I think it's cryptic. Yeah, that's cryptic. Yeah. I, I think it. Uh, I think it can only be good things, though, right? Yeah. You know what? Let's roll. You know, what I was just thinking. <laughs> I, I just. This might be kind of off topic, but you think that like people in the future are gonna look back on our emojis and be like, "Those are kind of like hieroglyphics," because that's some hieroglyphic type stuff right there. Yep. Oh my God! And his interview just came There's out. His interview, Jimmy Butler's interview came <laughs> he out. He did the interview directly after practice. This was so premeditated. He had Ra- Rachel Nichols there. He, waiting. What? The interview just came out now. Yeah, like literally just came out. Well, he's smiling. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but he can be <laughs> smiling because he's, you know. <laughs> yeah, because he's about to backstab. Ending our lives. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently, it's going to be on Sports Center at 5 p.m. tonight. So. Wine Man. night just got very interesting. <laughs> <clears throat> if you know what I mean. All right. Sorry, we'll wrap that up. Great segment. Yeah. Good met Marshall. That was huge because we, I at least can't even get close to that on the Gophers especially. Yeah. I, I read a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, the yeah. online forums. Yeah. You know. But you know what I'm excited <laughs> for? Yeah. The NFL talk. I know. We got I'm a excited. battler. Duff's we man. got a battler over here. Well, yeah. You guys talk about the Timberwolves for so long. I'm just sitting here. I have no idea what you're saying. I know. I'm um, sorry. Next segment, NFL talk. We're um, gonna, we're, we're, wait, wait, we're going to get into it. Not yet. Okay. I want to break. All right. Because I want to prepare okay. to take you down brick by brick. Oh, I'm going to try to be the, the least delusional fan I can be and, and be, <laughs> and be, and be as, as, as objective as I possibly can uh, to please Eric Liebel. Oh. Cause, uh, it's, it's been a long time coming. This is some serious beef we got Because in, 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 in the great words of Mike Florio, uh, it's your show, babe. I'm here to serve you. We'll wow. be right back. All right, the segment everyone, whoever has listened to this show, is waiting, <laughs> has been waiting for is here. We got to get a little background. Uh, I think two episodes back... <laughs> We call Duff Smith the delusional Vikings fan. And let me tell you, folks, he has not let me hear the end of it. He is furious. I've heard he's been irritated by it. Furious. He was throwing rocks at my house last weekend. It was terrible. (laughs) Terrifying stuff. But he's here to defend himself. Duff, let's get this started. Well, we can we can talk Vikings in a bit, but I I personally want to start off the conversation with the with the NFC North, the National mm-hmm. Football Conference Northern Division. Mm-hmm. Your Chicago Bears, six touchdowns. Khalil Mack on the uh, on the other end of the ball. Um, the rest of us are are more sore Vikings fans. I wish we did have some some Lions fans if they existed. We have plenty. plenty of, you want show. some Lions fans? Uh, I don't think I know any Lions fans. Well, here's my here's my point: is is the NFC South for for a long time was looked at, especially last year, as like the top oh, division, yeah. the top division of football. Yeah. But now you can kind of you go through the. 16 teams in each conference and every division you get like one team that could be quote an easy win even though I don't believe in that yeah. after the Buffalo Bills game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no kidding. But um <laughs> but with the NFC North you you don't really have that factor anymore. Yeah. With the with the six touchdowns mm-hmm. and Khalil Mack uh with the Bears and then the Lions uh beating Bill Belichick and yeah. Tom Brady and then Aaron Rodgers uh-huh. at the uh at the Ford Field. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, you could really – it would have to be that the NFC North might be the toughest division because, like, you could look at toughness in a different light if you look at the AFC South because they're all, like, equal. It's not that any of those teams are, like, amazing or, like, really, really good or just going to blow you out, mm-hmm. but they're just, like, equal. So that's – I think that division's really tough – because all those teams are on the same level. Like Tennessee can beat Jacksonville. Jacksonville can beat Houston. And Indiana can beat all those guys. 
and it could be vice versa for any way like that. So really, I don't even I want to say that Tennessee's coming out of there, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like with the NFC North, you could almost say that the Vikings are like probably eighty seven percent going to come out of there. That that for the first time in like a decade, every single divisional game, whoever's playing, really counts. Yeah, but I still think that the Vikings have the most talent on both sides of the ball, even though their defense is faltering. Last week showed me that, you know, they're not gone completely. Because before that, I was like, hmm, these guys are letting up like 30 points a game. This Ex- doesn't look exposed. good. This doesn't look mm-hmm. good. But the thing that saves them is their offense. Because if you, they're putting up 31 points on the on the Rams. Like, come on, that's not mm-hmm. something that, I mean, Marcus Peters wasn't there, okay. No, he was there. He was but playing. I thought he played for like half the He's game. He was playing hurt and he was targeted. Yeah. Was I mean, he there? They, they went yeah. right, the whole they went, time? They went right well, at him I mean, the first like two or three drives. And I mean... Mm-hmm. Granted, just, he was hurt, so it is with a grain of salt. But, yeah, he was, he was on the field. for the NFC North. Uh, what about the, the Lions? I, I don't I – don't, what, what do you think – what do you guys think about the Lions? I don't I'm have, confused by this team because, I mean, they, they – I, I have no doubt that they could take us down, but I also have no doubt that we could beat them twice. No, I, I it, is, it is the same – it's the same Lions almost every year where they can come out one day <laughs> – yeah. they can come out one day and uh, embarrass you. Mm-hmm. And then they can come out one day and embarrass themselves. Yeah, the, yeah, that's right. The Lions have owned U.S. Bank Stadium every year it's been open, and we have not been able to beat them at home. Um, but I think Matt Patricia, uh, there's a there's a little bit of a conspiracy theory going around, okay. and I know I know Josiah likes conspiracies. Yes, I do. Um, it's been a great show with these. Conspiracy yeah. or is it insider info? I, what's the it's not insider info. <laughs> I got I got no insiders here, man. But. Uh, it's a conspiracy that Patricia and Belichick, that Belichick uh, respects him so much, and Belichick knows that he has Tom Brady still, and he's now got Josh Gordon and Julian Edelman yeah, back. Who let that happen? Uh, <laughs> Roger Goodell. It's all, it's all rigged. <laughs> no, that's not my conspiracy. But um, that the fact that Patricia and Belichick respect each other so much that Belichick said, "Hey, we're gonna throw, we're gonna give you this, bo- we're gonna give you this team hmm. or this or this bone here. We're gonna let you win because I know really it's a conspiracy." I, see, what I think about that is that. Patricia just knows everything about them. Mm-hmm. That's why I think they won that game. I mean, I, like, I guess I can't completely rule out that he threw him a bone on that game because he needed it, really. Because mm-hmm. that win oh, kind that of, was... like, saved him and the Lions mm-hmm. from, like, destruction. From classic Detroit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> classic. Yeah. classic Detroit. Detroit, Detroit desolation. <laughs> this is the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But, but, yeah, the NFC North, man... It, it's definitely strong. Most likely the strongest. Besides, like how I said, the NFC South in terms of... I guess that would be more like toughness versus strength. I don't know. What do you think about that, Marshall? Well, I mean, I, whenever we have like conversations about, oh, who's the, the best ever at anything or who's the best at this, I always think about it, well, if it's not the NFC North, then who? Yeah. And can you really construct an argument that the NFC South is better than the NFC North? Well... I think that's where it starts to break down. I, well... I, well, I was saying the AFC South, but... Oh, you said AFC South. Okay. I was saying it It was tough because all the teams were on the same playing field. I <laughs> guess I should separate toughness and strength. Because, yeah. because overall, yes, the NFC North teams are better. But in terms of winning the division, it's tougher to win that AFC South division because all those teams sure. are like, they're on the same level. But in terms of strength, I feel like the yeah. NFC South would be the well, best comparison. Yeah, yeah. In terms of strength, it's got to be the yeah, NFC South, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, like during the Fitz Magic period, like that one was yeah, wide all, open. Then all, all yeah. bets are off for sure. Yeah, but I mean, hey, Jameis might come back. Maybe they'll give Ronald Jones some play. Who knows what could happen? Because they still have they still have weapons. Their defense mm-hmm. is non-existent, but they still have enough weapons to put up thirty a game. Do you guys do uh, fun facts on this on the show? I want them right now. Yeah, right, some, I got a, I got a, I got fun a fun facts. fact. Uh, Fitz Magic actually had a quote that he was talking to his dad. I think it was after week two or whatever it mm-hmm. was when he was just on fire. Yeah. He actually told his dad, "Yo, dad, like either I'm gonna win the MVP this year or I'm gonna end up back on the bench." Man, that's a, some a man of confidence. That, that is, is some tough stuff. <laughs> that's hey, <laughs> that's a Harvard education for you. Yeah. Wow. The Wonderlick test. Yeah. <laughs> Well, does anybody know what he got? He got a perfect score, didn't did he? Re- did he really? I or think he did. It was like the highest score ever. Andrew Luck got like one wrong. Yeah. Hey, that's a Stanford wow. Stanford grad right there. Yeah. What? Uh, you ever taken the Wonderlick? <laughs> no. Go ahead and take the Wonderlick sometime. Isn't it hard? You, can, you can do it for free online. It takes like uh, 15 minutes. Pretty really? fun. Yeah. I got a question for you, too. 
Who is legitimately, in, in each of your eyes, start with whoever, whoever wants to start, the biggest competition for the Vikings in the NFC North? Who's their, who's their toughest? You want to go? You want me to go? In the, I in wonder the, if we both have the same opinion. In the NFC North or the NFL? I mean, we can go. We can go both. Okay. Well, well, you guys. well but you I, have, you I have was to saying specifically in conference. You yeah. can't just say like, oh, the. I would say the Tom I'll Brady. I'll start with the NFC North. Yeah. Chicago Bears. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Chicago Bears. Wow. Um, it's it's such it's such a more complete roster than than the Packers. I agree. I mean, Trubisky's coming around. You have an elite pass rusher that can change literally the course of the game on any given snap, mm-hmm. and that's assuming that he doesn't hurt anybody. I mean that man's a beast. Like, yeah, that's th- that's always been my biggest knock on the Packers is that any given snap they are one play away from being the worst team in the NF in, in the division. You yeah. know, Rodgers gets hurt, no question, worst team in the well, division. The thing that's kind of I wanted to say this earlier. The thing that's kind of like crazy about the Packers is that they're still like losing games when they still have Rodgers. Before it'd be like if they had Rodgers, it's like. This is pretty much a done deal if they're not playing mm-hmm. like the one of the top like five teams in the league. But now they're just like losing to anybody, yeah. even with Rodgers. I mean, they still got mm-hmm. like Devonta Adams is still there. He's still like one of the best receivers in the league. Mike McCarthy, not great. I'm not convinced Aaron Rodgers is 100. percent Oh, uh, probably isn't as as convincing as he may look with some of his throws. But back on the Chicago defense, I think it's incredible that <clears throat> that one man. Can actually turn that. I mean, they are they are sixteen point three points per game through it's, five weeks. I think it's because that one person being so much of a threat draws the attention away and allows guys like Akeem Hicks, who's already like pretty good. I mean, he's not mm-hmm. Khalil Mack, but he's already a pretty good defender to like just go in there and bust things up. It's kind of like when you have like um, a really good receiver. Let's say like um, let's say like last year, like. Stefan Diggs would get more attention than Adam Thielen. So Adam Thielen would be sure. opened up to just grab everything. It would be something like that. And now we're seeing that Adam Thielen's just mm. flat out good. But, first, you know, some, it would be something similar to that. First receiver in NFL history with 100 yards yeah. in the first five games of a season. Um, the reason why, for me personally, I'd say the Bears are the team to compete with the Vikings objectively is the fact that your rush defense has somehow just emerged as yeah. top. I think no one, no, no, no rushing like game above 65 yards. That's, you're you're, no you're averaging, you're averaging 64 like yards that. a game on defense rushing wise. And we have flat out the worst yeah. rushing offense dead last mm-hmm. in the league. Still no hundred yard rusher. Still not. Yep. Only team in the NFL. Well, mm-hmm. I feel like that might be because mm-hmm. Dalvin is like not 100%. I, actually, I think it might take it further. I think we don't even have a 65 yard rusher. I don't think it's something like that. Uh, Cook has like 90 yards. Really? But when okay. he was inactive, yeah. So mm-hmm. Sunday, we had no active rusher like over like and Kirk, 60. And Kirk Cousins are, is our leading rusher per attempt. Kirk Cousins <laughs> is a sneaky good on the scramble. Mm-hmm. Sneaky yeah, he good. He had like last year, he had like a decent amount of rushing touchdowns. His pocket presence could be better. Yeah. But, yeah, I, 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 like, uh, I like to see the Bears having some success. And I also think it's, it's a battle between the Bears and the Vikings that unless I see some, like, dramatic improvement, I, because I feel like the last game with the six touchdowns, that's just an outlier. I want to see a little bit more from Trubisky, but I do think that the Vikings will take it unless something changes or somebody gets hurt. As much as I love this kumbaya, I'm going to have to say I don't – I think the Vikings are really good, and I think they're going to be there the whole year because they're really good. But I really think that this this Bears thing is a, is an overreaction, and my reason why is kind of strictly on the quarterback. I just don't think Trubisky is necessarily that good. It's yeah, such a small and it's I, this thing where it's like you have a good start to the season, like the Vikings have had. We've seen a lot of so with that five and zero Atlanta team, the five and zero Chiefs, the five and zero Vikings, all missed the playoffs. What's the Bears record right now? Three and one. Yeah. Three and one. It's a good start. Could be four and zero. They could be four. Yeah. I just don't know if I don't know if he's ready to make that next step. And at the end of the day, if he's not ready, that team's not going to be ready. It's one of those arguments where can you prove to be? Can you sustain what you're doing? Well, I feel like even more than that, I feel like is the defense good enough to cancel out the fact that the quarterback's not very good? Which and is kind of what then, the Vikings did last year. I mean, year. but I feel like that's how the Bears have been for all of eternity. Mm-hmm. Like, remember that the team with Rex Grossman? Rex Grossman mm-hmm. was 
absolutely Devin Hester. terrible. Probably he was a the, horrible yeah, quarterback. Probably the worst quarterback to ever start a Super Bowl game. Yeah, but they got there because of Lance Briggs, because of Brian Erlacher, Peanut Tillman, Alex Brown, all those guys were just monsters. And I feel like Nagy is a good enough coach because he proved it last week. I feel like, like I said on the show last week, go check it out if you haven't checked it out, that that game was less on Trubisky being very good and more on Nagy just completely destroying Dirk Cotter. And I think that with the defense mixed with Nagy as a coach and then the combination of Cohen and um, and uh, Jordan Howard, I feel like Trubisky doesn't have to be even that good because they can just hit you every other way. And that's where I agree. I think if – because it's so comparable to what we did last year. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we allowed 15.8 points per game, and all we had to do was score 17 to 21 points per game. We're not – and just like this year, we're not we're – not, we're still not built to score 31 points, even though we did it against the Rams. Yeah, but, I, but, I think the Bears. I don't know. I feel like with this, like the air it out NFL. I feel like Kirk's got an arm. No, he can move. You no, guys no, have two of the best receivers in the game right now. My point was no. My point was yeah. Yeah, well, Kyle Rudolph underrated. I might have said that wrong. My point was that you are emulating what we did last year, this year. But I have a question, kind of on Marshall's point of if the Bears don't have Cleo Mack. I feel like all bets are off. Is he their whole defense? Are they that good just because they got the Cleo Mack, or do they get better in other areas? Well, the thing is, they were still top ten last year. It's not like this was like a bunch of bums. Like, what was their record last year? The, six and ten. Because no, they weren't six and ten last what year. Were they? They were like oh four god, and yeah, yeah, four and twelve. They were yeah, even worse. But that's the but <laughs> but the thing is that was with absolutely zero pass catchers. That was with Kendall Wright being your leading receiver. So now they got Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel. Trey Burton. Was Trey Burton there last year? Yeah, no, no. Trey Burton was there this year. Then Anthony Miller, who actually dislocated his shoulder, but before that was looking pretty good. I think um, – and then they added Aaron Lynch again on the defensive side, who would have been playing where Mac is if Mac wasn't Mac and on the Bears. But um, I think that, like, you can't just say that if you take Mac away, the defense is bad because if you take Mac away, they're not top – they're not one. They're eight. Okay. Well, I that's, think that's fine. Fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had an interesting thought when Marshall said, nah, Rex Grossman was the worst quarterback to start the Super Bowl ever. Just an interesting thought. Obviously, he's not the worst quarterback of all time. He's one of the right, best right. of all time. Was Peyton Manning at that stage oh. of his career the worst quarterback oh. to ever start a Super Bowl? Oh, he was Ooh. horrible. Yeah, he looked pretty. Like, he was it was stupid it was, bad. It was sad and out there watching him I, move around. You know what? I got to confess. I am a big Peyton Manning detractor. I. I, you know what? I'm going to go out there and say it. I just hate him. I hate Peyton Manning. Too many commercials? Not the Giants? No, it, what it is is he's like, I, I, he doesn't show up. I'm like almost positive he has a losing playoff record. The first, like, he loses Tom Brady's so much in the playoffs. It's ridiculous. That's why. And, and then, like, like you said. So you're using the LeBron James MJ argument? No, no. no yes. I, no. It sounds like you're using that argument. No, I, I'm not going to say that. It's a little bit different with football and basketball, yeah. though, because he's supposed to be the one guy that can make a difference between you losing and winning. I feel like in basketball. Still sounds like LeBron James. No, I feel like basketball, if LeBron's teams are just not very good and you're playing the Warriors, LeBron's is not going to be enough to make a difference. But Peyton Manning, it would be like Aaron Rodgers, you know? Like, he's enough to make a difference. But what I'm saying is... And we've seen what that does. But what I'm saying is that year that Peyton Manning threw, what was it, like 50 touchdowns, however many on the the Denver Broncos. 55. Just destroyed it. (laughs) Went in on the Super Bowl, got blown up. Blown up. He looked terrible. Terrified. And then came back, had a horrible season, but his defense was so good they made it. And he won. Everybody's like, oh, Peyton Manning (laughs) is the greatest. Going out on a high note. He did 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 nothing to deserve that. Isn't that he's the worst, greatest quarterback, yeah, ever? I mean, I, I still think though, like it, if you're given any offensive coordinator the option, like you get mm. this Peyton, old Peyton Manning versus Rex Grossman, who you start in the <laughs> no, Super Bowl? Yeah, like, yeah. You, I, you know, I don't agree with him saying, saying that Peyton Manning was 2020, the, but I'm saying when they're walking into the field that day, there was. Yeah, you know. I'm. I'm not agreeing with him saying that Peyton Manning is the worst quarterback. To, yeah. That's that's borderline insane. That's not <laughs> border delusional. <laughs> I'm not saying he's the worst. I'm. I'm saying on that given day, he may have been the worst quarterback worst to ever start up. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Start Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, he or was man of his caliber. Yeah. 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 
We're just a quick update on the Joey Butler situation. Yeah, he said on his in his interview, all my emotions came out at one time to Rachel Nichols. So apparently he exploded. That's good. Well, he let it all out. No emotion. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's cool. Vikings. Is there anything that we want to break down the Vikings? Are we thinking they're making the playoffs? I know we got a good stretch of two games here that we should win. <laughs> are they both at what is it? So that we're playing at New York in the second so game. So three of the next four at home. Okay. We have we have Jets Ar- or Giants. Jets. We have Arizona at home. Jets <sighs> in New York. Uh, must win. Saints. So those for those next these next two weeks are must wins. We have the Saints yeah, and then the Lions. And to me, to me, even winning yeah. To me, winning three out of the four would be more than okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets it gets a little iffy if you you know you lose two out of the next four. Um, that Saints game is going to be a blast. I you know I was really surprised at how well their defense played without Lamarcus Joyner, or not Lamarcus Marcus Lattimore. Is Sorry. that Saints game at home? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's oh, here. we always play a little different. Is that, a, is that a noon game or do we not know yet? That is it's a, a night. Sunday night. I'm trying to get tickets to that game. game. Oh yeah. That's well, when, what week is that? I have to get in on that. Hang on, hang That's on, what three it. weeks from now. It's the when is it the? Jack We're probably twenty fourth. No, it'd be like the tw- it'd be like the twenty twenty eighth. It's the twenty eighth. There you go. Seven twenty kickoff. Hollow weekend. Well, I'm gonna have to get in on that. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, I think Monday was kind of a fluke with their defense. How they just like really shut down Alex mm. Smith. Either Alex Smith and those guys are I, horrible, which is a real possibility. I think, I think <laughs> his uh, pass I think, catches. I think once again, Adrian's like, are you bleeping me right now? Like, yeah. come on, give me an offense Dude, where I can. Well, can... it's just that he's throwing to like Josh Doxson oh, yeah. and Jamison Crowder. And that's, mm-hmm. that's not well, ideal. Jordan yeah, Reed tough. doesn't even get targets. Well, Jordan I mean, Reed. but the thing is they were just like outmatched by a mediocre to bad defense, which is just, if you're a Washington Redskins fan, you got to be concerned. <laughs> yeah, no, that's tough. But I, I don't think they're gonna the the Saints defense is gonna keep that up because they were in shootouts all, all the rest of their games. You know, mm-hmm. Atlanta game for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Bron- uh, not Broncos, Buccaneers. Yep, they lost that one, didn't <laughs> lost they? That one. Yeah, they lost yeah. that one. That's when the Fitz magic yeah. was just starting to roll. Okay, well, what about this running game, Duff Marsh? How how do we? How do we fix that? That's going to have to change, right, if they're going to start Absolutely. going on a run? Well, if Delvin Cook's not healthy, which it's looking like he might be a week-to-week guy this whole season, given the hamstring situation, mm-hmm. what do you do with that? So at this point, we're throwing, what, 75% of the 75% time? 75% of the time, we're throwing the ball, which is first in the National Football yeah. League. Wow. Yeah. the Lions? 70, yeah, it's, 70, it's number one. 75% of the time, Kirk's usually attempting like 50 passes a game. Mm-hmm. And So, I mean, there's definitely a volume aspect to it. Okay. So I, I think you definitely have to balance out the attack if you really want to support the run game. Given Latavius like five carries and then a couple swing passes to Rock Thomas, I don't think that's necessarily going to solve it. But the offense isn't broke yet. You know, at, at some point, I'm sure the schemes will open up when they're going to try to shut down the pass more. Then you take the chance to start running it. But we're not hurting for points. No. So I don't see it to be a um, huge problem at this time. It's it, just different than the Minnesota Vikings we've the, the, known. Yeah, I feel like that's more like Detroit Lions, you know. You got Stafford, Cousins, Marvin Jones, and uh, Golden Tate, Alan Thielen, Stephon Diggs. It's even like the Patriots who've won a couple Super Bowls without a run game and Dinkin and Duncan, which we don't even dink and dunk. We make big plays a lot of the time, but... <laughs> I like to compare us to the now, Patriots. And it makes me happy. Even <laughs> even even though Kirk, even though Kirk is one of the most uh, pressured quarterbacks in the league, we're still giving him time to make those plays. Yeah. And the fact that we can't even get a running game going at all is just so concerning. Especially if you're if you're talking down the line here in December and possibly into January when you're playing cold games and you can't get a run game going, then yeah. then that's it. And, like, how good have, the, like, the front four been that they played? Because I feel like if he's getting pressured a lot, but he's been playing, like, mediocre front fours, when, exactly. they, start, when they start playing somebody exactly. with, like, some serious firepower, it could be, like, it could be a nightmare. Now, even though we got down 17 nothing against the Bills so fast, like, it all happened so fast, yeah. you, gotta, you, you immediately think you need to score points. Mm-hmm. But giving the Latavius the ball four times in that entire game, that's just, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I feel like yeah. you see this more and more that, like, the teams that are down 
they just completely abandon the run game. Mm-hmm. But like, and you never see them win because of that. I think yep. uh, last week the Raiders ran into Marshawn about like nine times and got smacked. I feel like you, in order to have a successful offense, you can't just abandon you can't it. Abandon you can't just say, "Oh man, we just gotta toss it fifty times." You gotta make sure that that plays out, so you can still have <coughs> the ability to do the play action and yep. other things like that to keep your scheme going in the direction that you want it to go. Personally, I think a way they could open up the run game a little bit. You see it; it's how they open up a lot of deep passes when they put digs in motion and start the guys start to key on him, and then mm-hmm. they hit Thielen deep downfield. Yeah, I think you might start to see a little bit more of putting digs in motion and then a little bit of power run away from where he is, mm-hmm. open it up, kind of let them key in on guys that have been key impact players for us to this point. Um, they have a lot of a lot of games ahead of them to start to figure that out, but I'm not panicking at the moment. Is my that's my take. Yeah. I feel like I've been seeing a lot more motions and, like, fake jet sweeps and things like that. I feel like that's, like, the it thing to do right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know if that came from McVeigh or, like, college with Lincoln Riley, who are considered to be, like, some of the foremost minds on offense. But I've just, I just noticed that, like, yeah, I just noticed that a lot. Like, where did this, what are all, all these fake jet sweeps come well, from? Well, I, I think a like, lot of it, help, it helps young quarterbacks develop. Yeah, well. it because is. Because if, if you have a fake jet sweep coming, it it's a lot easier to pick up the defense they're mm. in and you can't disguise it as well. So yeah. I think it helps with some of those young quarterbacks as they try to develop and yeah. actually start to take steps. Now that you mention that, it is like all the young quarterback teams. Yep. Mm-hmm. It'll be like Goff, Trubisky, Mahomes, all those guys. And a lot of them have young coaches. Yeah, else. yeah, they do. Yeah, that, hey, we might have found some here, folks. Young and, well, it's funny. I was actually talking about it with my dad, and it seems in the in the passing league that we're in right mm-hmm. now, it seems that these young coaches with brilliant offensive minds yeah. are outperforming these older coaches yeah. with elite defense. Except minds. Andy Reid. Well, yeah, Andy Reid. Yeah. I don't right. believe in that team. <laughs> he's a young man in a 57-year-old's body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. With a 65-year-old man's mustache. Andy <laughs> Reid. Uh, but I, I, feel like I feel like Lincoln Riley, the, the coach of Oklahoma, is like the hot topic. Like everybody's saying that he's going to like – Replace Jason Garrett or Bill O'Brien or like Jason Garrett needs to get the heck out of Dodge. Yeah, I feel like that's like three years overdue. Yeah, (laughs) but I don't know. I I got what you guys. I believe that this is probably the case. But do you think Everson Griffin, Everson Griffin, geez, is the is he done? Is his career done, or do you think he's going to be back at some point? Because I think he's actually a big missing piece just because of his heart. No, I mean I feel like no because look at look at Zay Jones. He had a similar situation over the offseason. He's back having his usual two receptions, 30 yards. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like mental health isn't going to be something that's going to keep him away from the game for that long, as long as he gets healthy and the team knows that he's healthy. I, I can't answer about this season. He will be back eventually. Like, his career's not over. Okay. Um, but not immediately like he won't he will not he'll be back he'll be gone for what's a while the, what's, what's the current situation i think he's i'm assuming he's in some kind of institute in right now treatment because yeah. i i don't know you know you just don't know when somebody goes a wall and the you thing don't know is, if they're gonna come all the way back if because yeah. if he's not all the way back there's no way he's gonna want to like, go you don't want to you're gonna want him have him taking hits yeah that's what i was gonna say if there's one thing you don't want someone doing that are having the issues that he's having is getting like so, hit in the head if we're talking about so if we're Shifting a little bit from Everson Griffin, talk about our defensive line a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, the Vikings' defensive line is actually doing a lot of great things. And I've, I said this when he got drafted, and this might be is my hot take of the day. The young guy. You this might, be, talk, talk this, this this might be my hot take. I said, I said right away, I said he's going to be a Hall of Famer someday. You can quote me. Someday. And he may not be with the Vikings. He may, not, he'll be, he may be on another team. I think he'll be a Hall of Famer someday. He has one, at least one sack in the first five games. He's got five sacks this year. And with Everson gone, Stephen Weatherly actually stepped up big time this past week against the Eagles, um, obviously. And then I was going to pull up. Sheldon Richardson leads the league with 25 quarterback hurries mm. through five games, 16 in the first two. So we're getting pressure there. Not to it's, mention Linville. Didn't, didn't, and, then, yeah. and he's hungry. Look at, look that's good interesting. In the that's yeah. interesting, though, because, like, why have they been letting up so many points? Is it the secondary? It's secondary. Like, it's we're our, talking it's, it's safeties actually, or no, quarterbacks? No, it's, it's our linebackers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Anthony Barr. Anthony oh, Barr. Oh, man. I, we're getting dude, a little what, Yeah, when I was well, watching the game, I think the Rams scorched him, like, three or four three times. Three times. Uh, he was covering the ball three of those touchdowns. Yeah. And 
I think that goes a lot of to Zimmer's concepts. I think he's trying to instill. Uh-huh. He's trying. I I almost think he's trying too hard. Yeah. And that the the reason why we had success this past week, until you know they it was like what was it twenty six at one point and yeah. ended up being to twenty three twenty one. But it's because we're kind of just going back, I think, to the basics. And minus Trey Wayne's being out, it's almost like we're going back to man-on-man coverage. We're just going to beat you because my guy is better than you. Yeah. And before, it was all these disguising things going around where somehow yeah. somehow Anthony Barr would be 40 yards downfield covering Cooper Cup. Like, that's just that's, <laughs> that's just dumb. That's where the new age goes wrong. That's just dumb. But yeah. Anthony Barr is covering mm-hmm. Cooper Cup 40 yards down the field. Yeah. Yeah, is that even his fault? Or is that... I think that's a scheme thing. It's a scheme yeah. thing. It's 100% a scheme thing. And if you're the opposing quarterback, and now you just saw your receiver to, like, pass-catching tight end matched up one-on-one with an outside linebacker, that's yeah, the Yeah, I think going. even one time it was Todd Gurley who was on it. You know that's a loss. Yeah, yeah. it was. You're right. Okay. Yeah, it's just... Maybe less Anthony Barr, more scheme. I like that, what you just said about... Just going back to the basics. Just my guys. I'm better than you, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna beat you. And our, it was. I was interesting for me to see whether or not because Anderson Dejo's been actually starting since like 2012, yeah. and it's amazing to me how long that's lasted. Uh, just because I've I've just kind of always thought Sandejo was just not a hothead per se, but he just went out there and hit people old yeah. school, right? And I I think it's amazing to me that Georgia Loca. Hasn't even seen like literally has not seen the field until really, really until not. Sunday. Did they put him in in a, in a different position? He was nickel corner. Okay, because well, because this past Good week old Terrence Newman role. Yeah, well, this, this past week when we didn't have Trey Waynes, we had Mike Hughes at corner, starting corner, and then Mackenzie Alexander and George Iloka coming out for the nickel package. It's <laughs> I don't know what's going on with our defense. Yeah, um, I think it is. It um, just to reiterate, it's all this. It's all this scheme stuff. But it's also execution. And I don't know, maybe if they got it in their heads, if they got comfortable, like, coming off last year, saying, oh, we're the top defense. Because it is a psychological game. That does happen. I it's think a psychological that's game. Bills. You can You can say, like, you know, we're... No, I think the Bills was more psychologically involved with Everson Griffin. Really? He's, I, he's, I was thinking. He's our captain. Yeah. He's our captain. He's their friends. As much as you want to say it's a business, they go to work every day. They're, they've been together for years. That for sh- I'm I'm convinced that had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. But then the fact that we couldn't even produce on offense is a whole different story with yeah. that game. I was thinking it was just like they were like, ah, oh, we're the Vikings. They're the Bills. This should mm-hmm. be a cakewalk. Yep. No game is a cakewalk in the NFL anymore. Hey, you can say that again. Well, I mean, you, you guys might know this stat. The last seven years, there's been a division where whoever finished last the previous year has come back and won it the next year. Hey, that just happened seven years in a row. That spells uh, success uh, for uh, Mitch Bears. and the boys. Yeah, it does. You know, it, it just goes to show. Like, that's a good stat. That's that a good stat. A, that's a stat I, I like. Stat. Yeah. But it's also a stat you got to be scared of. No. Terrifying. So, so who, who's it going to be then? Who's it going to be this year? Or is it going to be nobody? Who was at the bottom of the uh, AFC South so, so your last options, year? Your Ooh, Colts. Yeah. The, the Colts. Colts. Yeah, yeah Colts. Andrew yeah. Luck? I would pick that. Browns. You picked the Wait, you picked... Wait, to Browns. Browns. That's, Browns. That is yeah. my pick. That's, oh, that's yeah. huge. Yeah. Let's talk about the Browns. Oh, let's talk about the Browns. Let's, let's go. The, Baker Mayfield. I just, I just want to say something. Why does everybody hate Hugh Jackson? It's like it's cool to hate Hugh Jackson. Everybody. I'm li- like, I'm listening to every every podcaster. Oh, Colin Coward? No, you should Colin turn that Coward, shit. Turn that Colin Coward hates everybody. Jesus I'm just forced. saying. I, I don't know if you guys know who Mike Lombardi is. Yes. He used to work for the Patriots. That he guy is the biggest jerk I hate him. I hate him. He's, oh my goodness! If you guys listen to the Ringer NFL show and he's talking, he never shuts up about how he used to work for a Bill Belichick, and this is the Belichick way to do it. You got to do it like this because you know I was there for a couple of years. I know what's going on, and it's like this is the same guy that said Doug Peterson is going to be a bad coach and not going to win anything, and look what happened. So like every time this guy opens his mouth and says something, I'm gonna think the exact opposite. So I think Hugh Jackson. Hey, Skip Bayless. <laughs> Skip Bayless. <laughs> hey, Hugh Jackson might be the coach of the year. Is there? I wonder. Just on these cool statistics, I wonder if there's some statistics. There's got to be because you know all the statistics yeah. like Al Michaels pull and Chris Collinsworth yeah. pull all their asses yeah. on Sunday Night Football. Chris I wonder Collinsworth. if there's a statistic on teams that have. Um, what's the What's the HBO show? Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. Hard knocks. It's got to be low. Team, you talking about winning? No, I'm saying, like, what if they have hard knocks, and then what do they do that year? 
I bet it's got to be low. It, well, so I wonder. Look so at it was, Tampa Bay. Yeah, the Tampa, Tampa Bay the last Rams. year. Ra- Rams the year before. Horrible. And, Miami. Yeah. Terrible. It's got. Do you low. think, do you think Cleveland is, can break that? But the thing, I think they can actually, because we were talking about this last week. If you haven't heard, check it out. That 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 uh that division is kind of mm, Baltimore. I don't like them. Pittsburgh. <laughs> well, Pittsburgh is still Pittsburgh. They have a lot of problems. I don't know what's they, going on in that locker good. room. They look good on this week, this past yeah, week. Yeah, but like they just—they all just keep saying things. I like yeah. Mike Tomlin. Roethlisberger is a couple snaps away from he's, looking he's, like Peyton yeah. Manning in that suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he—if you watch him, he will just fling it and be like, "I hope Antonio oh. Brown is right there. Maybe Juju." Yeah. I hope Mike Tomlin comes out the sideline and catches this. Like he just just that, there was one interception, just <laughs> threw it in the red zone, like ten yards away, just threw it. I'm like, "Are you blind?" It was like it was horrible. The Browns, the Browns are going to make the playoffs, guys. I don't. They got a solid D. I like their. I mean, their wide their wideouts out of kept Josh Gordon. It's okay. Baker Mayf- Baker Mayfield has that thing. I don't know. That it factor? No, I'm with you on that. Why do you I'm think I'm going to find that? So I can yeah. say the Browns. Wow. Yeah. yeah. See, the, I, I'm all in on these guys. The AFC just intrigues me. Yeah. It's just Didn't such it, a. Wait, who was it? Baltimore lost, though, this yeah. week. Who did they lose to? The Browns. Yeah, it was the Browns. It was the Browns. Hey. Hey, Hugh Jackson. He was like, <laughs> like, come on, give that man Hugh some credit. He inherited a horrible team. It suffered two years. Horrible is a nice word. <laughs> right. Yeah. Borderline shouldn't be in the league team. Hugh Jackson, yeah, he got a lot of gruff for that hard knocks performance. I think it's really hard to judge a guy on a hard hard knocks performance. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it's still it's still TV drama at the end of the day. I mean the Browns are looking like the exception to it so far this year. But when you think about it, like oh, like do these hard knocks teams ever pan out? If you're a high functioning NFL like franchise and you have mm-hmm. a lot of success. Why are you letting a camera yeah. crew of well, 150 guys come through, a, um, interview your players, and then like put your drama? Yeah. So people that, that are <laughs> sitting in their beds can stream it. Like, there's some criteria actually to be on Hard Knocks. I think you have to not have made the playoffs, mm. and you can't have a first year coach. Uh, it's like you ha- you hadn't had made the playoffs either like the year before, a few years, and also I think you can't say no. I think that's the other thing. If they choose you, you like can't say no. It's the thing that HBO has with the NFL because, like, what team in their right mind would actually want to do it? Right. So I think that, like, it, it was in between, like, a couple of teams because there have been so many teams with new coaches that hadn't made the playoffs. So it was between, like, the Browns and, like, a few other teams. And I guess the Browns were the ones that got picked. I mean, that makes sense because I feel like it'd have to be a requirement. Otherwise, no one would do it. I'm always curious. I'm like, how the heck did they get an NFL team to open up like that? And like you just said, uh, air out all their dirty laundry. I mean, it makes no sense. I, I would hate to, if I was a coach. I'd be like, get the hell out of here. Yeah, I agree. No I agree. I think it's. I find it so surprising that they don't like reveal any secrets. I feel like other teams have got to be like just watching this intently, waiting for them to slip up or waiting for like a whiteboard to be in the background with their plays. Because I feel like there's no way that you have all these cameras and something doesn't slip. Oh, that's a good point for sure. Okay. Well, I think what we all want to know, and what we all should have the right to know, is who who you guys think is going to win the Super Bowl. So who, who's our picks out of the AFC? Who's the pick out of the NFC? I want the, the D. It's, it's the non-delusional fan answer. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That ND answer. ND. But in all seriousness, if it's the Vikings, the Vikings, if, you know, whoever it is. Smart I'm mo- curious. Smart money's the Rams right now. And yeah, they're, they're looking impressive. Okay, and with with Sue and Donald up front, like that's terrifying. You talk about like like an elite front four, like that's just ridiculous. To what you said earlier about talking yeah. about the Vikings rushing attack, I mean, I just realized that after yeah. I said it that they did play Sue and Aaron Donald, and it probably doesn't get much dangerous yeah. than that. And if you if you watch some of the sacks that Kirk Cousins took in that game, I mean, Donald was just throwing, <sighs> throwing him like a rag around. doll. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't even have to worry about this body weight on the passer type thing to get a penalty yeah. he just threw him yeah you know, that that looks like a good team to me what about afc patrick mahomes you think it's sustainable i do hmm. i'm out i i'm also out too because of this is like the same thing as last year no same no. thing as the last four years with this andy red led chief team but 
But I will say Mahomes is looking better than Alex Smith, but I, I don't even know if you could. I'm going against my own rules by saying this rookie is better than him because he only played like five games. But he, he looks better, better arm, you know. But Chiefs are your pick out of the AFC, though? Yeah. What about you, Marsh? I'm still hung up on the AFC. You would have asked me going into the season, I would have said the Jaguars. Um, I, I thought that was heading in the Ooh. right direction, but it's kind of been up and down for him. Blake Bortles. Yeah. I, I, need, think, I need an answer. Really? I need one. Well, you know what? Let's I, let I, him, I, I, give me the right let, answer. Let, let's let's let him. Wrong okay, I, I, fine. Right sure, one. sure. I'll stand, I'll stand by, and I'll, I'll say, yeah, let's just go with the Patriots. Thank there, you. Your, your pick. Thank you. Thank you. Fair weather. Amen. Fair weather fan. Patriots, Patriots, Rams for Marshall. Yeah, sure. Patriots, Rams. All right, Rams all right. over Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yeah, let it be known. All right. Duff, what's your NFC? Because you got your NFC over there with Patty. Saints, Vikings, NFC Championship game. You're on your own after that. Hey. Oh, if, if I had really? to pick, if I had to pick, he has to pick. No, you got to pick, brother. We pick your Vikings, and we can dissect it. Um. No, I'll see. The thing is, I actually. I hate picking the Rams. But Why I'm do you hate it? It's so right. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the pick. Well, last year, because last, okay, so last year, it's so la- right. last year, and I, I hate being wrong, because I'm wrong a lot, <laughs> and I hate it. <laughs> so what do you like, man? Yeah. What do you like? Well, so last year I said the Rams were not very good, and they – they came out flat in their first game in the postseason and lost to the Falcons, right? Yeah. I said because it was inexperience. It was Jer- Sean, Sean McVay, inexperience, Jared Goff, yeah, inexperience, Jared Goff. that kind of thing against Matt Ryan, who was in the Super Bowl the year before. Uh, in, entering the season, I know they got Dominican Sealer and Don, all these things. A healthy Todd Gurley. Goff looks like he's godly all of a sudden. Um, before the season, I thought the Rams were not, were not going to be – this Before the season. Before the season With started. Keep to leave Marcus still, Peters coming I still out thought, I still thought they would not be that good. And really? I, and I'm wrong. Um, so I hate doing it. but I'll This is some humility right here. Oh, yeah. I'll throw it out there. Um, just to, in the, for the sake of not being delusional, I think, I think it'll be the Saints. I think you just don't want to jinx the Vikings. I think it'll be the Saints. Motives. Motives. There's a motive. Conspiracy. You hate the Saints. I hate the Saints. I just... I hate the Saints. My thing is I just don't think that the Saints can beat a well-balanced team. I think if you put the Saints out there against the Rams and Akeem Tlaib is back, Marcus Peters is healthy, all those guys are there, I think they'll get smoked because, like, they can't stop anybody. It's going to be in L.A. too. I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't think that they can outgun the Rams because who's their second receiver? Cameron Meredith, who I think is actually, as a Bears fan, who's pretty good, but he hasn't been playing well because I don't think he's fully healthy. But there's a lot of season left. There is a lot of season left because, like, everything we're saying now may not even matter. The if, Bears could win a not, not another game. Yeah. The Rams could I will you know, say this, a couple though. injuries. And yeah, you're looking so, at a completely different landscape. Yeah, too. with the way the division is shaken, or sorry, the conference is shaken out, uh, conference win wise, like we're looking. If you don't have, if you have more than two, or even just three losses, there's no way you make a top two seed. And that's but the reason why I say it is that's not every year. That was last year, but that's not every year. There's been teams with four losses. Yeah, that made the one year top, with the, the NFC season. South where. Um, but if the and I will say this, for the sake of being that delusional fan, um, if 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 Dalvin can get healthy, <sighs> and our line can just execute their flipping assignments, I think we can be the dangerous team that everyone thought we were going to be coming into the season. They are who we thought. But minus were. minus like. You got to have the distractions out of the way, and I believe Everson was a huge. I don't like using that word because of the situation, but it was a huge distraction for the team. I agree. I think if we get Delvin back, we become the the Swiss Army knife. And I, I, you know, got to say it, but Kirk Cousins, unreal signing, looks fantastic right now. He really does. Every single game, besides, I mean, the Bills game didn't look great, but whatever. We all they all had an off day. You don't see that in the NFL where you sign up free agent quarterback and have this much success. You know, yeah. usually the blue chip quarterbacks get locked down. Yeah, and especially when you watch, you compare him and Keenum, you got to think that we definitely made the right choice. Mm-hmm. 
And I I thought that at the time, but this has really solidified it this year for me. Yeah, I'm just going to go back to the Super Bowl uh, uh, predictions. You know my predictions. L.A., baby. The Battle of L.A. in the Super Bowl. Chargers. Yeah. Ooh. Dude, I'm telling you, bro. Wait, didn't that happen? That, that team what is... What was that World Series? It was, uh, the, uh, it, was, it was the Bay. It was the Battle of the Bay. Well, San Francisco so San, Athletics? San Francisco Athletics? No, San Francisco and uh, the athletics. Yeah, athletics. Yeah, that's what's across the bay. Okay, I, yeah, I think it's yeah. because really that Chargers team has so many weapons on the offense. Like, I mean, I know people probably forgot about this guy, but Travis Benjamin as like your third or fourth option, actually fourth option behind Mike Williams and Tyrell Williams is like pretty good. Who's that running back on that team? Austin Eckler. Oh, looking awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the thing is, their defense is good. Casey Hayward, one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Melvin Ingram, great. They just need Joey Bosa back, and they're going to start ripping teams up. Because they're already, what, I think they're, what are they, uh, three and two maybe? I think they're looking at three and two. Yeah, and that's without Joey Bosa, who's arguably one of the best defensive linemen in the game. You bring him back, and they're even stronger on that other side of the ball. We already know what they can do with Phillip Rivers, who's having secretly a great season. He's always having a great season secretly. I feel like nobody gives him his respect. I love Phil. But uh, Keenan Allen's probably arguably one of the best um, route runners in the league. Mike Williams has turned out to be a great pickup. Strong hands, great receiving in the end zone. I think it could really end up being Rams, Chargers, and there'll be like 20 Chargers fans there, but. That's fair to me. I'm pretty sure I went with the Patriots, so let's go, boys. Josh Gordon, Edelman, Gronk, they've kind of been a little gross. But I kind of liked how this year when they started 1-2, and two, no one overreacted. No one made those dumb predictions that the, the era was over. We all know where they're going to be at the end of the year. Hopefully it's against the Vikings. I guess. Well, yeah, let's hope so, sure. I do think that the era is going to end after this year. I like strongly believe that this is, is going to go on no longer. One of them is leaving. That's what I think. Brady should retire. That's what I think. I do too. I, I like. I just don't think that he he doesn't really look the same. It's not like I don't want to like overreact like you were saying. It's not like it's like oh god he looks horrible, but it's like mm, you know he was so good before, and now he's like pretty good. You don't want to see Brady like being like average. That would just be uh, that would be hard to watch as a fan. Yeah, the, leaving the legacy thing, going out on top, it's definitely, you know, because now that's how we remember Peyton Manning. <laughs> yeah. Rematch Super Bowl four. Chiefs Vikings. Nice. You went with the Vikes, and you got the Vikes winning. You're on your own after that. Now that's a booty I can get behind. I love it. All right. Well, we shouldn't. We should wrap this guy up. This has been a great episode. We'd like to have these guys on. It really is, you know, some good guys right here. Shout out to Alice Pizza one more time. And we're not quite done yet. We need another just couple minutes of your time with these good looks of the week. We'll be quick with them. We'll be right back. Good looks of the week, everybody. It's our one weekly segment that has not died so far on this podcast. <laughs> Sustainability. We've had, exactly. You know, I guess that's what we're all about. It's the only one that's really survived. So does anyone want to get us started? Josiah was pretty confident about his, so if you want to get it rolling. You know, I'm going to keep the tradition alive, going on with some Premier League soccer. Good old Everton, everybody. They got the W. The three points they needed to move up in the tables. You got a goal from the Brazilian national, Richarlison. He's looking great. They paid 52 mil for him. Everybody thought they were crazy, but he's really making it seem like they got him on a discount. And then, of course, the second goal came from who else but Gilfie Sigurdsson, the Icelandic national, with the sick ripper from outside of the box, smashing him in the top oh, left of the net. Screamer. Screamer, ripper, just killing the goalie, beating him. And, you know, they did it against Leicester City. The darlings of uh, 2015 it was when they surprised everybody and won when they had absolutely no business winning. So that's my good Luke of the Week. Hopefully Everton can keep up the good form. Marshall, what do you got? All right, well, I'm going to use my good look before uh, it goes way south when the Gophers play Ohio State this weekend. But no, hold it with me for this one. 
My good look is going to the Golden Gopher football team on third and short. You can fact check me on this. They are currently leading the country in third and short conversions and leading the country in third and short stops. That's number one. Is it because of Seth Green? It's because of yeah, Seth Green. Yeah, that's Stomp Day. Before yeah. I came here, I was like, what up, Seth? Yeah. We played basketball once. Third and three and closer, we have the highest conversion rate in the country, and we're shutting people down at the highest rate. Now, it falls apart when you look at third and medium. We fall all the way to 110th in the country. Wow. And 112th, respectively. But that's not a good look. My good look's going to the third and short offense and defense we are showing out. That's a nice stat. It blew my mind. Yeah, it was pretty easy to remember. I love it. Duff Smith. You want to go last? Sure. I don't know. I feel like like we should close with Duff for some reason. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because my good look look is simple. I've been talking. It's... We've, we've already been talking about it pretty much, but I really didn't like Jimmy Butler, and I really disliked what he's been up to. But my good look of the week happened today, and I am not going to lie. I was having, you know, kind of a mellow, low-key day. I saw that Jimmy Butler stuff, and I got fired up. I went to work out. I was like, oh, my God. I, I love it. <laughs> you know what? Like, everybody, everybody needs to get their, their butt kicked once in a while. So I love to see that him showing up after being a diva, after being a douche. And, you know, kicking some people's... And the cool thing about it, you get a lot of people that talk smack, talk trash, do their thing. But he actually completely backs up and legitimizes everything he says. When you take the third team and you beat the first team in practice, everyone knows when he says, you can't bleep and win without me to the GM. It's hilarious because no one will call him out on it because they all know it's true. I mean, it's a cool thing to have that kind of power as a player. It's a cool thing to see. So good looks to Jimmy Butler. Can't believe I'm saying that. My yeah. good look of the week. Um, after Sunday against the Eagles, I'm I'm hoping that our defense has gotten back on track. So I say, Josh Rosen, beware. Oh, God. Josh Rosen is is hungry. <laughs> this is my good looks. To the listeners, you can't see, but I got that picture of uh, Linval Joseph on the sideline getting some sort of – some say it's auction. It might be something else there um, with the sunglasses Could you imagine sideline. that if there was something else in there? Linval Joseph is my good looks. Good look of the week. Mm. How about it? Give it up for these guys. You can clap at home because I know we're not going to be able to hear you. But these guys did great. Duff Smith, Marshall, thanks for coming on, guys. Today's Good Look Podcast was sponsored by Olive Fresh Pizza Bar Excelsior. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for coming on. Hey, we got to plug it. Instagram, good underscore looks podcast. Wait, no, it's good looks underscore podcast. On Instagram, got that Facebook page and breaking news from Josiah McFett. We got the Twitter up and running, folks. It's a uh, good capital L podcast at good capital L podcast. We're going to be tossing out some hilarious pictures. I'm going to put a picture up of Duff later today. You're going to be loving it. We're just going to be uh, putting a lot of good stats, a lot of good things about Minnesota sports, Chicago sports. Louisiana sports, any type of sport you want. We got it. There will be some Everton stuff for you soccer fans out there. But just follow us. That's uh, Good Capital L Podcast. It's going to be great. It's going to be great stuff. Is it good? Is it good? Oh, it's Good Capital L. There's no looks. Yeah, there's no looks. Somebody took Actually, I think it was too long. That's what it was. Perfect. Capital G to Capital P too, actually. So, yeah, Good Capital L Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a great week. Have a good weekend. Bye, guys.